Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. We're a church family in North Carolina with a vision for people to experience the grace of Jesus, be filled with the Father's love, and to release the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's this week's message from Mooresville. I kind of, when, when I've been listening to Byron's messages the last couple of weeks about mental health, there's something that really stood out to me, like some experiences that I've had in the past. And um, I think that, uh, well, let me just get into it. Um, I want to read Proverbs 29:18. 18. Um, I love the way that the, the message translation states it. It says, if the people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And another version says, where there's lack of vision, people perish. And um, I think that that really relates to mental health in a lot of ways, because when you don't have vision for your life, you can fall into a state of depression, or you can just be want, you know, wandering around and be aimless. And um, I've personally experienced you know, both of these areas. Um, I've experienced feeling like I had nothing to give and nowhere to look and nowhere to go and um, feeling like my life, not, I wouldn't say I had a, a feeling of worthlessness, but I felt aimless. Aimless is probably a better way to describe it. But I've also been feeling like, like I'm connected with God and I have vision for my life. And it, it completely changes your outlook. It completely changes the way that you relate to God and to the way that you relate to other people. And so, um, and I just want to say too, like this has been my experience and how the Lord has helped me in my mind and with my thoughts. And I know other people experience different situations in their lives, but hopefully what I have to say today can, uh, you know, you can connect with part of it at least. So um, I want to tell you a story about this podcast that I listened to. Um, One time the host of this podcast, he was saying, that he had this dream in his life to become an actor. And all of his life, he wanted to be an actor, and he just was really disappointed about the fact that he hadn't become an actor. And um, he he's actually a mental health coach and a, a personal, like a life mentor, and he said that he began to get curious and think about actually becoming an actor. And he was going through exercises and thought, okay, why, why did I want to be an actor? And what was it about being an actor that was appealing to me? And through that process, he actually realized that he didn't really want to be an actor in the first place. And this was something that he said he always wanted to do. He said he actually realized that he wanted to be in a place of influence over people. And with his limited understanding... And with the boxes that he had, like, I think it's human nature to want to categorize things. Like, we can understand something that we've seen before, and so we feel comfortable being, like, identifying with that, right? Like, that's, oh, yeah, an actor, that sounds really great. Okay, that's what I always wanted to be. But really, when he dug in and did the work, he realized that he wanted to be, like, influential. And um, I think that we can, we can get into places in our hearts where we think that we might have these dreams, and maybe they really truly are dreams of ours, but, um, you know, we have this wisp or this notion of what it might be, and we can get disappointed or disillusioned even, and uh, like about our relationship with the Lord because of it. Um, 
I want to read Proverbs 13, 12. Uh, this one's from the Passion Translation. It says, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dreams come true, life's sweetness will, fill your, will satisfy your soul. And um, I think probably a lot of people have experienced, I mean, even Marlon was talking about it during transition. You know, you might have had a dream that dragged on for a month, a week, a year, a decade, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, and that can be depressing. You know, I've, I've seen that personally to people around me you know, having these dreams that they thought the Lord gave them and then them being unfulfilled. I mean, Ryan preached about it, you know, having all of these dreams that he documented as dead dreams. But really, the Lord brought those dreams back in a way that was unique to him and not what he had attached himself to other people's dreams. Um, some of my dreams that I've had, I've wanted to be um, a businesswoman, who wore suits and high heels and drove a Mercedes Benz. And that was my like late high school, early college dream until I'm sad to admit, Re, um, I took all of the prerequisite math courses and decided that the business life was not the life for me. <laughs> um, I always wanted to be a mother. I always wanted to be a hairstylist. Uh, I've wanted to be a health coach. I've wanted to have a hospitality or event space. I wanted to do lifestyle makeovers, and some of those things I have done, um, and some of those things I believe I will still do in the future, but I realized that there was um, a thread to all of those things. When I started really digging into, I was like inspired by what that podcast said, and I was really digging into these thoughts of things that I wanted to do in my life, and realized that there, there's actually a common thread to all of those, believe it or not. <laughs> Um, I did the hard work of writing a personal mission statement sometime in the last couple of years. And I say hard work because for me it was very hard. I, I'm not naturally a very introspective person. And um, sometimes going through those exercises can just feel like, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm feeling. You know, like it's like they ask you a question and you're supposed to write something down and my mind goes blank and I'm like, oh. I know some people don't have that experience, but that's my experience. Um, so I did this personal mission statement thing, and my personal mission statement is to help others become the best version of themselves. And, um, you know, like, that that's a great quality for a pastor to have, <laughs> you know, but I think that that is, you know, it's a great, it's a great quality for a mom to have. Um, it's a great quality for to be as a hairstylist, but I, I believe that God gave me that vision for my life, not for a job or vocation, or, you know, not for my ministry. God gave me that so that I could experience the world through that lens, and um, I think sometimes the lie of the enemy says, like, if you haven't accomplished that thing, that you're a failure, or that you missed the mark, you know, if you have this dream and it hasn't come true, like, it's your fault that, you know, God doesn't love you or you made a mistake or your sin was too great. None of that is true. That's all lies. And, you know, when we believe in lies and we believe the wrong things, that can lead to things like depression, you know. 
And um, I don't know if you've ever heard this, the saying, thoughts aren't facts. That's one of my favorite sayings because, you know, a lot of times when you think something, your, your first inclination is just to believe it as truth. But really and truly, when you examine your thoughts, you, you realize, okay, wait a minute. You know, I think it was Arthur Burt, he used to talk about stinking thinking. But, um, you know, we, we don't have to agree with every thought that comes into our mind. You know, and that's why the Bible says to take your thoughts captive. But, um, but sometimes we need help with our thoughts, you know. When you're in a place of mental anguish, you, sometimes you physically can't think true thoughts. And you need to get help with that, you know. And um, the Bible has a, a whole lot of truth in it. And so that's a great place to start. <laughs> but um, I think another strategy of the enemy is to, to make us discount what gifts we've been given. You know, I, I, it took me a long time in my life to realize that I am a creative person. Um, if, if some of you might know, some of you might not, but I have a lot of people in my family that are artists, that are like visual artists, that paint and that have sculpted before and draw. And I cannot do any of things. I mean, any of this, I'm like a stick figure is about as good as I can get, or, you know, maybe trace something, or I'm pretty good at shapes, but, you know. But for the longest time, I thought like, oh, well, I'm not an artist, I'm not creative. But that, that is a very big lie. And if I would have partnered with that lie and believed it as truth over my life, then that would have held me back from doing something that was very life-giving to me, which was being a hairstylist. And, you know, being a hairstylist is creative in one way, um, but there's other ways to experience creativity, you know. And um, the truth is that we are all creative because we are a reflection of who God is, and he's the creator of the universe. So, um, you know, one of those things that, like, I just kept getting this visual of, like, Maybe God has given you a gift with numbers. Maybe he wants to download strategies for you for finance that will impact a generation of people that are drowning in student loans. Like, if that's you, go for it. God needs creative people to use their vision for numbers, you know? And, I mean, what's the alternative, right? Like, we can, we can stay in disappointment. We can think that God has forgotten about us or abandoned us but that's that's kind of a low a low <laughs> you know place to be the alternative I'd like to say is we can thank him for sparing us from less than the fullness of the his dream for our lives you know that podcaster he's not an actor but he's a speaker he travels all over the world to speak he's a teacher he's a life coach and I'm sure a ton of people listen to his podcast. I do. Uh, I know some people in here do too, actually. But I, I would say he probably has way more influence over people in what he's doing than he would have had he been an actor. So he can thank God that he was never an actor because he has, you know, he has reached his dream by allowing God to define it instead of putting God in a box, you know. And... Um, I think, you know, the more, the most, we don't want to focus on too much about, like, I mean, I've been talking about, like, my, my dreams as, like, a vocation or different things that I wanted to do, but I don't want to just completely tie that in. It's a, I mean, it's a 
it's an easy jump to make, you know, but I think the thing that I really want to emphasize for you guys is that the most important thing is that we get a vision of Jesus himself and let that vision impact every area of our lives, you know. Um, and, you know, not too long ago, I, I found myself in a season of overwhelm and exhaustion. And I feel like I heard this saying recently, and it said, there are seasons in life where God feels more like absence than presence. And I think the key word right there is feel, because God's presence is never leaving us. You know, sometimes we feel it and sometimes we don't. And in that season of overwhelm and exhaustion, I just kept having these moments where I would feel like, I just want somebody to pick me up and hold me like a mother holds a newborn. You know, I just felt so depleted and I didn't have anything to give. And, uh, you know, when I realized I started just feeling really hungry for the Lord and that to me was the grace of God, you know, that he put that hunger in me. I started feeling that and just really connecting in with the Lord and getting a vision of Jesus. And that season of overwhelm and exhaustion turned into a season of trust and peace. But nothing external changed. You know, I still had the same job. I still had the same husband. I still had the same kids. <laughs> you know, I still lived in the same house. And, you know, but everything changed internally. And that is the truth of what I want to share with you guys today. You know, we need vision for our lives, and that vision is Jesus. And so don't hold on too tightly of that glimpse you think you might have of what your dream is because you might miss Jesus. So instead, say yes to Jesus and be free to be yourself. Be free to be who God made you to be and see how he wants to experience life through you. And um, I just want to give you guys some practical steps. Um, I'm nothing if not practical. <laughs> Um, so one, one way that we can practically pursue this is to ask Jesus for a renewed vision, you know, that we could see him for who he is. And we can ask Jesus to reveal wrong beliefs that we've had or that we've partnered with. Um, even we can, we can ask Jesus to, re to reveal where we have spoken wrong things over ourselves and where people have spoken wrong things over us. Um, we can get curious. We can ask God about what's, what he's put in our heart and why he's put those things in our hearts because he might tell you something different than you thought. You know, and I think we need to be open, open to allowing him to blow our minds. And um, I also... I think another thing that we can do is to give God our yes and give him permission to redefine what labels we've put on it. Did I say that already? I'm sorry. If I did, it needs repeating. <laughs> um, and then also, if we don't feel capable of doing these things on our own, find somebody who can help you. You know, my, um, I listen to podcasts. I read books. I've taken classes about things like this. And, um, you know, I didn't come to all of these conclusions on my own. I had help with all of it. And so there's, it's good to get help with things like this. But I want to go back to Proverbs 29, 18. 
There we go. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are the most blessed. I think a lot happens after the word but in scripture. I was about to make that awkward and then, you know, I just saved it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But when you go where the, it says but when they attend to what he reveals. So I don't know if you know what attending to means. It means paying attention. It's that easy. Pay attention to what the Lord is revealing to you. Because when you don't have vision, you have death. But when you are full of vision, you have life. And that's where we want to be. Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. To get more information, check out riverlifefellowship.com.